Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, the impacts of short-term rental properties on the community, local businesses, and residents of the area. I'm Gary Scott and today is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, a new partnership between Solar Liberty and Habitat for Humanity, Warren County to hold two events for hazardous waste collection, SUNY Adirondacks Culinary Arts Center to host its first Taste of the Future event, and Queensbury High School to host a food drive this Saturday. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls Today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I would like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, Sky Zone Trampoline Park in Queensbury. Sky Zone can set you up with a great birthday party for your kids and less hassle for all you parents. They also offer general admission tickets and memberships with exclusive discounts and access to member-only events. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. And don't forget, you can now get yourself a copy of the official Glens Falls Today Quarterly Business Report. It's awesome. You can find one of those at Spot Coffee in downtown Glens Falls, and we've got more drop locations coming soon, so I will keep you posted. Last year, city resident Aubrey Constantino and her two teenage children were given an immeasurable gift when her family became the residents of Five Hovey Street one of three plots on the short stub road to become the site of a Habitat for Humanity home. And last week, News 10 reports a crew came to the home where Constantino has now lived for a year and equipped it with another gift, one that gives back. Buffalo-based solar energy company Solar Liberty equipped the house's roof with a full solar panel array. For Constantino's growing family, this comes just in time. She said, quote, this will help save money. We have a little seven-month-old here now and it's just going to really help with costs. Solar Liberty estimates that the panels could save the family as much as $500 per year. With two teenagers and a new baby at home, it's a huge help to the family. At the same time, when the solar panels gather light with nobody home, the house will effectively give energy back to the power company, meaning solar tax credits for the Habitat home in time. The panels went up last Wednesday, requiring little more than a bit of electrical work done ahead of time. The hands-on process was fast, no more than six hours, but the planning took time with permitting, weather, and supply chain issues stretching out the timeline from what was initially intended. The installation marks the start of a new partnership between Solar Liberty and Habitat for Humanity. The solar company is no stranger to philanthropy, with around 150 donations to nonprofits, mostly around New York and with some in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Vermont, and Massachusetts. The company has also made donations in Haiti and Kenya. News 10 reports when it comes to solar, Solar Liberty Marketing Director Nate Verheg said that the North Country is mischaracterized, much like Buffalo. Some wonder if the harsh winters make maintaining panels impossible, but he says it's not that hard to find a place with enough sun. The panels on Hovey Street face south to an open sky as the ground dips down in the direction of the Hudson River. Habitat Chapter Executive Director Adam Feldman said the donation was immediately exciting as a way to help a Habitat family handle energy bills during long winters. That's an advantage they would like to keep. Feldman said, quote, Going forward, we're going to transition to 100% electric houses. 
If we can go into that having an energy partner like Solar Liberty, that's a great opportunity. Habitat for Humanity of Northern Saratoga, Warren, and Washington counties is currently working on housing projects on Orville Street in Glens Falls and another in downtown Saratoga Springs. The organization has also created 10 new multifamily units in cooperation with Waite House. If you live in Warren County and have what could be classified as hazardous waste, the county wants it. According to News 10, two collection events for hazardous waste are set for upcoming months in the area, collecting everything from pesticides to paint cleaners. Both events are set from 8am to noon. The first will be on Saturday, April 22nd at Warren County Department of Public Works, located at 4028 Main Street in Warrensburg. The second on Saturday, August 26th at Queensbury Highway Department, 742 Bay Road in Queensbury. Warren County is accepting antifreeze, pesticides, paints, household cleaners, latex paint, and fluorescent light bulbs, all free of charge for safe disposal. Some other materials cannot be accepted, including gasoline, munitions, automotive oil of any kind, batteries, asbestos, pharmaceutical products, tires, or any kind of infectious waste. Both collection events are open exclusively to Warren County residents. Registration is open online or by mail and in person at Warren County Department of Public Works. Anyone looking to dispose of latex and oil-based paints can get those materials out of their home a different way. The county encourages residents to use the National Paint Care Program and find a site near them that will accept those paints. Now before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. Short-term rental properties are becoming a rising trend these days. Between January and June of last year, Warren County collected $89,732.32 in occupancy taxes from owners of short-term rentals, which according to the Lake George Mirror, was a 34% increase over the same six-month period in 2021. Dan Barish, Lake George's Director of Planning and Zoning, said the number of legal short-term rentals within the town of Lake George has nearly doubled since 2018. Barish estimates those rentals now gross $2.2 million per year, 4% of which is paid to Warren County in occupancy taxes. A portion of those revenues are allocated to the town of Lake George and, according to Supervisor Dennis Dickinson, are used to fund special events and tourism-related projects. Dickinson said, quote, Year after year, the occupancy tax is generating more and more revenues. We probably distribute more money than any municipality in Warren County. According to the Northern Forest Center, a rural-focused research institute, the percentage of housing units used as short-term rentals, or STRs, in Lake George is significant. Among other Adirondack communities, it is second only to Lake Placid. There are, of course, two sides to this issue. First, there are those who see the benefits and how short-term rentals affect the community. Gina Mincer, president of the Lake George Regional Chamber of Commerce and Convention and Visitors Bureau, said the economic impact of short-term rentals does not end with higher tax revenues. She said, quote, Transient renters are going on boat cruises, they're going out to restaurants, they're ordering takeout. Short-term rentals make a tremendous contribution to the economy. John Carr, the owner of several businesses and properties in Lake George, argues that the profitability of short-term rentals has stimulated the redevelopment of derelict properties, improving neighborhoods, and benefiting the community. Others, such as Eastside resident Richard Rodriguez, have pointed out that the ability to rent homes on a short-term basis helps retirees living on fixed incomes to pay their property taxes. 
There are also those who oppose the increase in short-term rental properties, arguing that their impact on the community can be more harmful than good, especially to a resort destination such as Lake George. In its November 2022 report, Municipal Short-Term Rental Policies, Analysis, and Recommendations for Adirondack Communities, the Northern Forest Center stated, quote, The most harmful impact comes from investors who purchase properties to operate full-time STRs. These investors can outbid most residents looking to use the property as their primary residence. The impact of full-time STRs also extends to long-term rental housing. A home that may conventionally be rented for $1,200 a month can easily generate that revenue, if not more, in a week as an STR. Barish acknowledges that housing for families in Lake George is always in short supply, but agreed with the Northern Forest Center's conclusion that short-term rentals exacerbate the problem. He said that short-term rentals reduce the stock of available housing, and they also detract from the community, and, quote, diminish our ability to attract families who enroll their children in our schools, attend our churches, and volunteer to serve on boards. According to the Northern Forest Center, 13% of housing units in Lake George can be linked to short-term rental usage. Barish said, quote, The quality of life of its residents is of utmost importance to the town board of Lake George. And in some Lake George neighborhoods, he says short-term rentals have indeed become a quality of life issue. While we're on that subject, as Airbnb and other short-term rentals become an increasing part of the economic landscape, a support system is growing around them. According to the Glens Falls Chronicle, Lake George graduate Brittany Townsend is among those building a small business in sync with the short-term rental trend. Townsend projects as ambitious, sharp, and enthusiastic in her efforts to suss out what's needed, what's value added, and what she can offer that's new. From cleaning units between rentals to curating resort-like amenities for a 360-degree getaway experience. Her business, as she tells the Chronicle, is called Calendula Properties, LLC. She provided a tour of the new short-term luxury rental units above Rude Betty on Glen Street in the former Tyra Auctions building that Tom Elliott purchased and finished renovating. Townsend describes Calendula as a professional co-host service. She said, quote, It's not just cleaning between guests, it's concierge services. We can make recommendations for activities, dining, make reservations for people. We manage 12 properties fully and provide turnover services to another 30 or so. She says, quote, I work with Airbnb and all the platforms. I can manage the listings for owners, do the descriptions, run all the guest experience stuff, and she'll also work with the owner to equip, decorate, and stage the rental unit. She points to some signature amenities, such as the way they fan-fold hand towels in the bathroom, and how each guest receives a miniature Victorian key as a welcome gift. Townsend said she started her current career in the dealership business, selling cars, and she didn't like when a deal fell through over something like supply chain issues that were out of her control. She added, quote, I grew up in Lake George, I worked at Capri Pizza for 20 years, and learned a lot. It's a tourist town. I'm used to hosting people and networking with other business owners. She says she named her company Calendula after the herbal flower, which she described as an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory with healing properties. SUNY Adirondack's Culinary Arts Center on Hudson Avenue is set to host its first Taste of the Future event this spring, which News 10 reports is a fine dining experience supporting the Kiwanis Club of Glens Falls. The 6pm dinner on Friday, April 14th will feature a full menu by seasoned executive chef Matt Bolton, paired with beers from Mean Max Brewworks. The four-course menu is every bit inspired by a taste of the North Country, and fueled by a passion for local food that only grew over the COVID-19 pandemic. In the announcement, Bolton said, quote, Taste of the North Country has been a staple in our community since the start of my food service career. 
The Kiwanis organization has been a leader in our community at giving back, and we have been a proud sponsor of Taste of the North Country's demo tent and an active booth participant throughout my tenure at the college. With the pandemic sidelining the event the past few years, we can assist in recovery of the Kiwanis community goals. We love our community, and we love to give back while incorporating student education and partnering with local artisans like me, Max. Tickets are priced at $79 and available online. Proceeds directly benefit the Kiwanis Club of Glens Falls, an organization that supports the Glens Falls Salvation Army, Head Start, Amanda's House, Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Southern Adirondacks, and Special Olympics New York. And finally, Queensbury High School's Captain's Club, National Honor Society, and Key Club are conducting a drive-through food drive from 9am until noon this Saturday, April 1st. According to a news release from the district on Monday, food donations can be dropped off at the administration building behind Queensbury Elementary School. And you don't even need to get out of your car. According to the Post Star, Queensbury School's Snack Pack program is in desperate need of items to help feed Queensbury families who take home bags of food every Friday and over school breaks. Superintendent Kyle Gannon said, quote, The Snack Pack program is low on food. This is an important event for our community in so many ways. Our students and families rely on our Snack Pack program. Please come out and support our kids. Every week, 200 Queensbury students take home bags of food containing items to sustain them over the weekend. Maria Bosford, Snack Pack co-chairperson, said, quote, It takes a community to make it happen and keep it running because the last thing kids should have to be worrying about is what they're going to eat on the weekends and over breaks. The Snack Pack program is completely funded by donations and administered by parent volunteers who pack bags weekly. Gannon said, quote, It's really important for our community to come together on this important issue. This helps our students start their day off right and takes care of our students on the weekends when they're in need. We have such a caring community. We would love to see this continue. A similar food drive was held during the COVID-19 shutdown. This will be the second drive-through food drive, which they plan to make an annual event. Gannon added, quote, We're at a point where the finances are very low for this. We need food, and our shelves are becoming bare. We really need the community to bolster it. The Postar reports the food drive will take place rain or shine, and monetary donations will also be accepted. And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I am Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.